Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll have Drop of the Day coming up at 5.30. Also known as Sounds of Various Clips. Austin's List at 5.50. But right now, let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now, of course, making his weekly appearance on the show, television voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend Craig Bullerjack. What's up, Buller? Hey, hey, Gordo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Bowler? Things good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, you know, I know this year is weird and you don't get a chance to travel, and I'm sure you miss it, but you got to miss it when you don't get to go to New Orleans, man. That's one of the great cities in this oh, country. Oh, such a great spot to have some oysters and crawfish and all the above. <laughs> i got a buddy of mine from college who just moved down there, and he's always um, – doing up, you know, the oyster feast, and I ah, miss that. But maybe maybe next year, right? That's what I'm hoping. So we'll see. So, Bo, Lord, i got to ask you about last night's game. I mean, it was really kind of one of those situations where the Jazz didn't come out with a whole lot of steam. And then that third quarter, they allowed uh, the intensity to switch over to the the Pelicans uh, almost exclusively, and uh, then they charged back at the end, tried to make a game of it, and fell short. What what's, uh, what lessons are learned from what you saw? Well, I'll be honest. I thought the Jazz from the get-go looked, you know, a big sluggish, but the second quarter was, you know, pretty impressive. You put 41 up on the board to lead by five at the break, and then, as you said, it was a total, pardon me, flip in the third. And I thought, wow, you know, road trip, third game, and what, four nights, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, you, you just run out of gas. But then they made a couple of stops. And then you could see the energy, the adrenaline start to re, you know, kind of resurface. And it was an incredible, you know, run back at the Pelicans. And I'm going to say this straight up. Look, we beat them twice in Salt Lake City. Um, you know, on a back-to-back with a day off in between by 16 and 11. This is a much better team uh, than what we saw, you know, six weeks ago. And I was more and more impressed with the combination of Ingram and Williamson. Uh, They scored, you know, a combined 52 last night. And Zion is a special type player, man. Uh, He, as big as he is, he's got incredible feet. Uh, and of course, Jake, as you guys talked last night, um, <laughs> you know, he's quicker than I thought and he can feel pressure and roll left or right. And he's just a, a really good player. And he's got a great compliment, uh, in Brandon Ingram, by the way. And Lonzo Ball surprised me even more last night on his, his improvement, um, from what we saw just a few months ago and even from last year. So this is a team that's going to be around. I mean, they're young, and 
you know, they, they've got, they have talent and they've got a new coach in Stan Van Gundy. And I think you just got to put a watch out for the Pelicans uh, label on them. Their record doesn't indicate, I think, the potential and where they, where they may end up. They could be easily a playoff team, uh, by the end of the season. But, uh, go, of course, we'll wait and see. But I was proud of what the Jazz did. They fought it. I thought there was just that, you know, momentary thought what they're going to pull this thing off from 17 down. But, you know, teams that are at the hierarchy of the league, which the Jazz still are at 27 and 8, is that, you know, I like the fact they didn't quit. And that's the one thing I can't I, – you know, really a couple things I just mentioned, but that's really the most solid fact that comes out of that game is that they still show they have the ability uh, and the grit uh, to say, okay, uh, we're down but not out. And they nearly, nearly had a chance to pull it off. Now what happens tomorrow night in Philadelphia – who wants to go to to the All Star break the quickest? Right? Is it Philly or is it the is it Utah? Uh, we'll find out in about you know twenty four hours time. You know, on that note, Bowler um, Gordon and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, but I think the All Star break could be coming at a really really good time for this Jazz team because uh-huh. you know we've heard Coach Snyder and the players talk about the the focus and the energy it takes to to really play to their capacity, and I thought that's what was lacking last night, and it uh, mainly on the defensive side of the ball, but when they buckled down and started trying at the end of the game we saw the result right I, yeah, I thought yeah. they lacked a little bit of that and maybe you know we'll see what happens tomorrow night at Philly but maybe a little rest might be a good thing for this team coming off the run that they just went on that's a good point you and Tim made that comment a couple times uh while I was driving and I thought yeah you know that's it's true but you also the compliment of of you know again the overuse of grit but it's true you have to dig your heels in, whatever cliche you want to use. But, it you know, it comes into play last night because the Jazz really did show, I think, a lot of people that look, you know, they, that third quarter was was not, you know, you go from a five-point lead to an 11-point deficit and you trail by 17, but you still are making a point, and great teams do that. You're not winning every game, let's be honest. There's no 82 or 72-game winning streak. Uh, you know, teams have tried, but, I also want to throw this out that a little, you know, whenever you run into challenges and everything doesn't go quite your way, what does it do? Good teams will be motivated. And I think that's where the Jazz are, as as Jake just said, heading into the All-Star break with two All-Stars and a head coach that will be in Atlanta, you know, coaching the Western, you know, Conference All-Stars, which is a great honor for this franchise and for Quinn. And, um, you know, I, I, I just think it may be, Jake, you're right, that they're learning another lesson that what was the word that was used by Donovan or by the, by the reporters last night? Hunted, yeah. being the hunted or being hunted. Right. And that was another intriguing, you know, thought because the stress and pressure of always having that bullseye on your back, now the Jazz feel it instead of being out there chasing that particular, you know, beast they actually are being chased and hunted. So and that can be a very something you have to get used to and learn, and all it does is make you mentally tougher, which I think, again, will help in the second half of this season. And also, the, the, the losing two out of three, and no telling what happens tomorrow night, but also this road trip may you get away from it, but it also tells you that we haven't, uh, you know, uh, we we haven't found all the answers, and the motivation to come back may really be this trip may help them in the long run. 
I, I want to ask you about that, Bowler, because the Jazz have only lost two game. One time have they lost games back to back. Right. And so how important is this game against Philly? Obviously a team that is at the top of the Eastern Conference from a from a mindset standpoint. I think it, it looms large and again I'm using post game. I you know, we don't get much player, you know, interaction like we used to with shoot arounds and and on the road practices and just walking to the bus discussions about things. So what I'm getting is I, I really do, I stay and then I, I, I bolt and get in the car and uh, Jake and Tim do their thing. And, you know, they're, they're starting to peel in a lot of the, the post-game comments. But uh, I, I think, you know, this game sends the Jazz off on a good note to Atlanta, Rudy and Donovan and Quinn. But also the road trip as a whole, I think, has been uh, another process of learning and what Quinn always says where we really are just still in the process of really getting better every game I didn't sense Jake that any of the guys that were on post game last night they were not satisfied with the comeback they were disappointed the way they played and should have in there and I think I'm speaking uh, in a fairly confident quote here that they all felt like they could have they should have won the game I mean, that's, they, they feel they're the better team, and I like that. I like that. But, again, someone says, well, then prove it. Okay. But in the world that we live in in basketball, uh, there are some really good basketball teams and great players out there, and I think we saw the potential of what the, the Pelicans are going to be. And uh, that, that front court, that, that, those two bigs and Brandon Ingram uh, and Zion, uh, they complement each other very well. I was impressed. I know you uh, talked a little bit about Zion, but let's circle back around to to him, Bowler, because he is an automatic mismatch for any team. And this league is is so much about athletic uniqueness. And did you ever think we'd see a player that big? I mean, 6'6", 280, which is just amazing. But you mentioned it before. I mean, he's so light on his feet. He's so athletic. If he learns to pass and shoot bowler, he's going to be the best team in the league or the best well, player in the league. Excuse me. He he could have MVP stamped on his head in another year or two, honestly. I, I'm not, and I'm not trying to reach out here, but what I saw last night and the growth in a short period of time, he's 20, by the way. Fans need to realize that. And, you know, he was injured, uh, blew out the tennis shoe. You know, I was that was an incredible feat. You know, no pun intended, but blowing out a shoe. Come on, how many guys do that? But he, the one thing I'm concerned about, honestly, is, look, he's big. And the wear and tear on, on knees and ankles and multiple, you know, turns and a pivot here, a pivot there can really interfere with, with the progress of a big, as we all know. Uh, and, you know, look at Derrick Rose. There's a there's a terrific guard who's quick as a quick as a whip, but then ACL takes a guy down like that. Brandon Roy comes to mind. Look, it happens. But, you know, I hope for the best. This guy really is an, is an intriguing player, in my opinion. And, uh, Jake, what I saw last night was like a, a big man that was like Fred Astaire. Yeah. I mean, I mean, good. I mean, incredible feat. But what I, I think he's also a pretty quick study because I watched him go up against 
double teams. They tried four different defenders on him. Niang won, Rudy won, Derek won, Royce won. But he felt he feels pressure really good in the sense of rotating. He's a left-handed guy, but he's able to rotate off shoulders and feels pressure, and then he just attacks. His first step is really impressive. And he also can run the floor. And what Van Gundy told us last night, they plan to use him much more in the second half of the season with the ball in his hands coming into the you know into the front court and surveying what's happening and then making a move that's kind of a scary thought too i'm going to i the natural tendency gordo would you would you bail on a 284 guy coming at you full speed <laughs> and I don't he's know if quick I, he's quick i don't know if i want to stand there and just be punished you know by taking a charge but I think, you know, again, last night, teams are going to have trouble with him, uh, and not just the Jazz. I'm talking about the NBA. I mean, LeBron brought trouble, right? Uh, but this is even a bigger uh, a bigger uh, type of prototype of a player we really uh, – Jake, have we seen? No, I don't uh, think – I mean, Barkley was big, but what, 6'4"? But this is a totally different look of a guy with speed and size. And uh, I know, you know – I guess I'm, he's fresh in my mind after last night. Uh, you know, the Jazz have multiple players with a great skill set as well. But this one is out there. This one's different. He, uh, Bowler, he cuts big guys in half, you know. And it's almost yeah. like they, you know, they're coming at, uh, he go, goes at a big man uh, at an area that a big man isn't used to being cut in half at. You know, I mean, uh, it's it's kind of interesting to watch. And then the quick spin moves and whatnot. Aside from him, what were what was the Jazz's problem with uh, allowing points in the paint last night, you figure? Well, I think that there was that – there was too much space again. And the Jazz always talk about, you know, spacing both on the offensive and defensive side. So, again, you have to know your personnel. And, you know, Jake and Gordo, I think the Jazz got themselves in a lot of tough situations on missed shots, long rebounds, kick, and all of a sudden – you're in that uh, panic, uh, get back on defense mode. Your head's turned, your, your feet are sideways, and then all of a sudden the lanes just kind of open up. And when you're running, as we always say, downhill, that's what I saw multiple times last night. It was like just rolling a bowling ball down a wide-open alley, and they just take it right to the rim. The Jazz got caught multiple times last night in uh, in, in transition D off missed shots was a real issue, in my opinion last night i thought there was confidence that was growing throughout the night and then if you really go back to the fourth quarter i saw a younger team almost go oh oh to themselves and lose the confidence against the jazz and utah picked up saying hey look we know who we are and that's where the turn came and the run came and where the basketball became even higher level last night but uh, again another minute on the clock no telling what would have happened, but the Jazz probably would have had a chance to either win it, tie it, or you know get it into overtime. But I was still impressed. And again, it's not like oh, you're sitting there giving them a, a pass. But I was I was glad they didn't quit. And I think Donovan would agree. And the way he's talked, uh, Jake, of late, is that you know there no night do you just have the old boy. We really played hard. Routine. No, this team now, now they are 
focused on one thing, and that is to win. And they're not satisfied with feel-good efforts. And I think that's that next step you have to take to, to go from good to great. Bowler, I know you aren't some sort of uh, wizard, uh, you know, predicting the future and all, but if you had to bet on it, would you bet the Jazz finished with the number one seed in the West? I don't see why they wouldn't, Jake, unless unless the NBA gods come down and, and, and hopefully it hasn't happened in the first half. This team has been incredibly healthy. Look, you had two games missed, concussion protocol, when Donovan got, got a high hard one. And then, you're, you know, you may have to deal with Conley more than once. Uh, you know, Conley's 30, 34, uh, going on 34, right? 33, I'm sorry. I don't want to misquote. Uh, but, you know, 14 years is my point in the league. So, yeah, you have to be a little more careful with guys with miles on those legs. And, you know, you may have another flare-up along the way. But the beauty of this team is you have players that jump in. Joe Ingles is 9-0 and as a starter, right? And he was negated last night, fewer minutes. And Joe's going to have to figure this out, as will the Jazz, on how to utilize him even more, Jake and Gordon, off the bench in my book. Joe's too valuable, in my opinion, not to be on the floor. Uh, and there's a lot of guys that deserve those minutes, and there's a lot of weapons out there. Uh, and I think also, to, to Quinn's credit, he's trying to not overuse him uh, because, again, he's at 33. And so, but God, it's an amazing thing how well he is connected with Rudy and saves and how confident he is with that three-point shot. But to get to your question, I'm not dodging it. I think absolutely the Jazz can be the number one seed. That would be the the most ideal spot, not having to deal with the Clippers or the Lakers um, until, you know, a Western Conference final, right? I mean, that's where you want the opportunity to be. Um What's AD status? We don't know. Um, and can LeBron play the mega minutes that he's been going at, you know, at his age? I mean, you know, he, he has a way of beating Father Time, but I can tell he's, he picks and chooses his places when to kind of turn it on and turn it off and rest. And that's a smart player. It's, you know, it's helped prolong his career, but the Jazz, I don't. They have. They can win at the rim from three, mid-range. Clarkson, man, I don't count him out any night, any place. I, I've just been so intrigued by the way he plays, and still within the team concept and how they accept his play, guys. Because a lot of teams would say, "Hey, man, ball hog." You know, I want my touches, but this team doesn't go there. They they encourage Clarkson to to put the shot up. And how many guys in the NBA, by the way, uh, have a string of 61 straight games with a three-pointer made? Uh, that's that's outrageous in my book. But maybe Bowler. not as much in the world we live in today from the three-point uh, from the three-point line. Two points uh, I wanted to run by. Uh, the first one is LeBron is the only Laker to have started every game this season. So yeah. I mean, he's. People wondered Terrible. whether he was going to do that uh, after the you know the late bubble and all that stuff in the championship. Uh, the other thing is, how many more credit card jump shots do you think we'll see from uh, Rudy Gobert <laughs> from uh, nineteen twenty feet, whatever that was? I got to be honest, I, I haven't gone back to listen. I must have sounded like a, a kid in a candy store, you know, last night. I was stunned. That he took the open. What you know, we were in the truck. That the 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 challenge was, 
had he hit one longer? And Matt asked that question, and they said, yeah, yeah this, is, this is the second time he's hit a 20-footer. Matt believed it was 20.2 uh, inches, and so he was <laughs> going to give him the, the longest uh, shot of his career. But you know what, Jake? I don't know what you saw, Gordo, but you know, I, I looked at the replay multiple times, and I thought it was a confident, really good-looking jump shot. Uh, that that and I was expecting him to be like wowed by it. He was cool as a cat, you know. After he knocked it down, he just kind of turned and said, oh, "Yeah, see." And I've watched him hit those shots in practice. I've watched him, and that was the first time I've ever seen a mo- the more the most comfortable Rudy Gobert just stare at the rim and take it, and no hesitation. By the way, none. Maybe more to come, and if so. You imagine a big like that who can step out for the Utah Jazz and actually open more space down in the paint, you know, for drives. I mean, I don't know. It's it. I don't know if it's going to be an every night occasion, but last night I was just went wow. Gobert outside jumper from twenty. It was it was fun, fun to watch. I thought he'd be do a little dance or he'd be blowing kisses to the crowd. And there was no crowd there last night, so. I don't know what he was. I didn't know what he was going to do, but he was cool, man. He was a he. You know, put a pair of sunglasses on him down the court. That's kind of the way I felt like he felt, right? Well, Bowler, thank you for jumping on with us. We uh, we appreciate you. Absolutely, guys, appreciate you, uh, Gordo. Are you sitting with a pair of sunglasses on right now, just looking, feeling cool. <laughs> no, but I do have my feet up. Only oh, you do a pair of sunglasses. Only, yeah, it's a, it's a pair of sunglasses, some tidy whities and an open bathrobe, Bowler. <laughs> oh man, that is just a bad look right now in my mind. I got to blink. I got to get that out of my head. Gotta right go. Think oh, about something else. please. Anything oh my else. god. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a naked man. <laughs> Thank you, Bowler. Sorry about All that. All right. We'll see you soon. Take- see you, Bowler. There you go. The great Craig Bowler Jack jumps on with us uh, at very least once a week, and we always look forward to it. Why always the tidy whities with the uh, with the open bathroom? <laughs> why? Why? That just it, it it seems to personify your personality. Like if it's just you <laughs> alone in a room at home doing the show, it just it feels like you're a you're an open bathrobe tidy whitey kind of guy. Yeah, just set them down right there. Thanks. I appreciate the drinks. Sorry, my butler just came yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> buttling, buttling as usual. All right, stay tuned. We'll have uh, Sounds Various clips coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.